Hello and welcome to another episode of Pod Like a Hole. Uh, this is the episode where we go through all of Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor's uh, discography, score this is, work. This, this is the episode where we do that, huh? Uh, we're doing all of it all over again. All uh, tonight. No, this this is well, the podcast. Fitting. This that's particular fitting. episode, excuse me, this is the <laughs> intro. I'm talking over the host. Manners. It's not been introduced yet. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, tonight we are going on uh, to Halo 31. Um, this is your host, or one of your hosts, and... Uh, Let's just face it. This wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me. So let's just let's just put that on the record. Uh, Real talk. More important than Trent Reznor to this whole endeavor. Exactly. Um, if it wasn't for Mark, Trent Reznor probably would not have gone back in time to actually make music. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. Um, so this is Mark. Who else do I have with me? You might ask, be asking. This is the first time you've ever heard our podcast. Um, well, buckle your seatbelts, folks. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yes, this is uh, Stephen Chambers, and uh, I hope that I sound a little bit less like, uh, what is it, uh, Vrarsky P.I.? What was it? Uh, <laughs> V.I. Warchowski? V.I. Warchowski. Jessica yeah. Rabbit, and yeah. uh, as Eric put it, um, Harvey Feierstein from yeah. The Birdcage. <laughs> we, uh, Not we, from The Birdcage, from he, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, he wasn't in The Birdcage? No, he was the gay brother in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, yes I remember yes, that. Yes, I thought yeah. he would uh, have a no, shoe and roll for no, The Birdcage. No, the Birdcage no. had a lot of good it's regulars. It's because it had Robin Williams in both. That's probably why um, that Venn yeah, diagram yeah, apparently yeah, doesn't overlap. Sure it is. Who else is with us, Steve? Uh... I, I do have to say though that uh, you know, th- thank you for sticking with us for another week. If you if you listened to it last week, I, I sounded uh, terrible. But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? Time, as Mark says, uh, we go to war with the army we have. That's right. And we were we are going to continue recording these things weekly until we cannot record them any longer. And then I will never have to talk to this other person again. What's your name, sir? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Eric Anderson, or uh, Mr. Uh, like, like, uh, if you're nasty. Because Ooh. that's all I did on the last couple episodes, and I do apologize, dear listeners. I think when we're not in person, and I'm not afraid of, like, Steve backhanding me for saying like or uh too many times, like those WebEx episodes, I think I, uh, or whatever, those, those Skype episodes, I really do think I, I overdid it on the likes and us. You know, then, I listened to that episode, and it didn't really stick out to me as much. Uh, I think Steve is just looking for something to... I sit there, and I have a notepad. And, and I write it down every time. Every tick mark. I have to do one favor for every like I said <laughs> for Steve. So. So where are we recording tonight, folks? We're not recording in the uh, the Branstead Manor. This um, is a, a new basement, not the old basement. The last time we were in a basement, it was fittingly for the crow episode. And um, that was one of the episodes where we ate a bunch of snacks on the air. And caught hell for it. Now we're in <laughs> we're in my new basement, which I think has some better acoustics. There's more room. Um, my dog is going to stay in place over there as he uh, licks the other dog. It's interesting. There is someone standing in the corner looking at uh, the corner of the room uh, with his back turned to us. Oh, but, yeah, that's uh, just the, the Blair Witch's last victim. Yeah. That was here when we moved in. They said, take it or leave it. He's not saying anything. Like, oh, so, we really yeah. like the rest of the house, you know? These are the uh, sacrifices you it make. It was creepy when I first walked down, but now I'm, it's, you know. It's just we, like literally, it's we literally, we needed more, we needed more space. Our, our child is three now, and maybe we want to have another kid, but, you know, in this world, probably not. And uh, we literally moved three ho- three houses down the street. So. It's a beautiful house. Like I said, it's almost like if uh, uh, you walk onto a Wes Anderson set 
and you get it's like a cross between the Tannenbaum's house and the Life Aquatic ship. Yes. Stephen Chambers bought the heart house on Archer Avenue. That's that's it. And uh, if we ever have that uh, pod like a meetup, it won't be here. Pod like a meetup. Oh, did we refer that to the last time? Or no, we... I just made that up right oh, now. OK, gotcha. We're never going to have a meetup. The closest thing we might have a meetup will be discussed in uh, the news section. Oh, yeah. No, we've got some uh, some treats for all of you, dear listeners. Um, so we're going to talk about. I think I mentioned this Halo 31, which was uh, ad violence where Trent Reznor was in the uh, the kitchen uh, working on something and he needed a pinch of something. And it was a little bit of ad violence. <laughs> I mean, a pinch of violence. It would be a pinch of a violence. pinch of violence. You know, it just kind of reminded me of that R. Kelly ignition like. Uh, That's a timely reference. I know. Uh, what's he been up to lately? Did you, not, did he's you not wa- been in the news, right? Did you watch that Lifetime thing? I did not watch the Lifetime. I have not. Is that the documentary that yeah. you're referring to? No, the I didn't watch part. it. Is did, it you, did you watch it, Eric? Oh, no. I didn't watch it. I, yeah. I know all I need to know yeah. about that guy. You know. Yeah. I mean, Mark, are you just having a hard time deleting all those files off your iTunes? And just taking. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know that song. <laughs> it's the Ignition remix. Uh, it's fresh Hot Out of the Kitchen. You've, you've probably seen the video. This was right before he went crazy into the Trapped in the Closet era. I think Trapped in the Closet are the only R. Kelly videos that I've sat through. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I probably the same. Actually, that's not true. Bump and Grind was always on MTV. What was the song off Space Jam? I Uh, believe I can fly. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Those were the days. Damn him for staining, staining that song. A lot of fan feedback and reviews. And I will say that you guys are damn good at uh, keeping up with the listener participation and all of the social platforms. I do appreciate that. But uh, instead of us reading your comments out loud, uh, we wanted to give you guys the opportunity to actually have your voices be heard on our last episode of Pod Like a Whole. Yeah, it might, it might be the last episode or an addendum of them collected. We'll figure it out. And if not enough people call in, we're not going to do it at all. Exactly. Yeah. It all depends on you, folks. Well, uh, we'll put this number up in a few places, but the, the number is 916-625-6396. That's 916-625-6396. And if a woman named Ann answers, just ask her to hang up and you're going to call right back. <laughs> <laughs> so what that is it's a uh we That's set Mark's up a, mom's number we set up a google voice account um leave a voicemail uh and we will have eric uh probably come up with some sort of question that you guys can call in for um so be on the lookout for that uh yeah we don't want to you know you might we'll figure out some kind of question you can call in and just talk about you know I, what nine inch nails means to you or some whatever, whatever you want to say. Uh, we don't need you calling in to say, you know, how obnoxious Eric is or how good I am. But, uh, <laughs> or Baba Booey or anything yeah, like that. You know, it's, it's, that's irrelevant. We don't want to, we, we don't give a shit what people think about us. We just want you, the people, 
to uh, so be broadcast. What I was thinking for our final episode of Pod Like a Hole, which is coming up very, very soon. The episode after the next episode. That's right. The So what we're going to be doing on that one is uh, kind of going through and ranking um, all of our uh, all of the Nine Inch Nails albums. Very original idea. Very original idea. And then probably do a top nine of our favorite songs. Incredibly original idea. Yep. Um, and uh, I think that's it. So if you wanted to. I'm excited for it. It's a, I think it's going to be a great bookend. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. Because my yeah. top nine, where we, we started and compared and to ours, would be now. way different. Right. And if you listeners want to weigh in on what your uh, favorite Don't do album, nine. Don't call in with nine. Just call in with a couple. Yeah. yeah. Say, <laughs> let's say, what's your top three uh, Nine Inch Nails releases and your top three um, songs? Yeah, I want, you know what I want? I want stories. Yeah. I want some kind of anecdote about you listening to Nine Inch Nails when X event happened. Yeah, give us give us something juicy. Yeah, but if it's like, oh, I listened to something I can never have when my girlfriend broke up with me. That's valid. Just don't use your name. That's more editing for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No, uh, the more the more uh, death and sex, the better. <laughs> Maybe at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at here. All right. All right. So uh, we'll be posting that uh, throughout the the social meds. Speaking of sex. And the Nine Inch News realm, there's not much, but uh, the guy from Buddyhead, wasn't that Travis Keller? Travis Keller, and then uh, the guitar player was Aaron North. Yeah, Travis Keller dug into his archives, and from around uh, 1999 or 2000, he found a photo of Trent Reznor with a, uh, it looks like a toy, but it, I think it's a giant, uh, giant black dildo. Was that in the with teeth era? Because that was some A-grade Jack White hair going on in that it photo. Was, and he was okay. Yeah. Well, he was buff. Okay. That would make sense if Aaron Norris involved. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, Trent Reznor holding a a phallic uh, piece of equipment there was all over the internet this week. That's the kind of news we're getting right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Friends of of the show, uh, Wax Tracks. Wet records. We talked I'd about say God, a bit. Godfathers of the show. Godfathers. Even, we talked about them a bit. Um, in the further, you know, and especially in our big three industrial bonus episode, um, you know, just a great record label. And the the uh, at least industrial fans have been a buzz because their big documentary industrial the industrial accident. fans have been a buzz. <laughs> I know, like <laughs> like, you're a in 1920s, <laughs> like, like a buzz like a buzz Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, look I, there comes it's Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> they're a buzz. They're a flu. Oh, okay, go ahead. Anyways, it's like it's industrial accident is the name of the documentary. It's supposed to be great. Trent Reznor's on it. Um, many people, especially we're talking about Al Jorgensen and ministry. We talk about him all the time, but um, he'll be on it. And then they are doing like a limited screening uh, at a few cities across the country, including San Francisco. Um, where ministry is actually going to be playing wax tracks era songs only. So that's like, you know, well, yeah, the well, sweet they, spot. That's the uh, that's they're the, playing up to Psalm sixty nine. They're playing up to and including Psalm sixty nine, yeah. which tells me they're probably just going to play like they're not even the wax tracks era stuff. They're they're going to be playing stuff off the that's the, the sire, sire records, records. Yeah. like with sympathy or yeah, oh, no, because no, Twitch yeah. uh, and with sympathy were the only well with sympathy was on. Yeah. It was on a major I label. Right. I think yeah. Wax Tracks only Wax Tracks did all I've read this recently. They did all of Al's side projects. The Repco yeah. so, and, and, all he, that. and so, you know, when asked, you know, about 
when he was getting kind of away from industrial, he's like, well, you need to listen to my wax track stuff. Like that is where we, that's where we do all these things. Revco. Exactly. No, we uh, playing stuff from a ministry was, uh, yeah. couldn't be touched. Palehead. That's fine. Palehead. Um, what's the other, uh, uh, you think Ian McKay is going to come out for any of these dates? Oh no. But you know what is cool in the Q and a panel, a Paul billion ba- dollars, Paul Barker, billion. Paul Barker is in the Q and a panel, but he's yes. not going to be performing with Chris Conley might is what right. I read. Yeah. yeah. So yes, thank you. Uh, Brooklyn vegan. Yeah. <laughs> we all read the same article. Anyways, it'll be uh, – so we're going to do our damnedest to try to go. But that, that would yeah, be uh, – Eric's wife wants to go, and I told her – I told him the only way that that's going to happen is if she calls into the show and tells Eric if he can go or not in the show. Eric's wife can go. That's fine. But I want her to have to give Eric permission on the air. That's the weird <laughs> relationship Eric and I have. Yeah, it's true. Just, uh, <laughs> he gets off on it. Yeah, it's, yeah, he it's does. fucking crazy. He does. Crank one out to that. <laughs> As Discipl- as I was, discipline indeed. As I was saying, she's uh, she has the credentials for this show. She was <laughs> dancing to these songs, you know, while we were still in short pants. Uh, she's got it five years on me, so <laughs> and that's totally her wheelhouse of music. So yes, um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So anyway, what's, that, called? Like, what's right. that uh, movie called? Industrial Accident. You could also pre-order it. It's it's. Uh, I just pre-ordered my copy. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blast. You haven't seen it yet, though. No, right? I have not. Yeah, they did a screening, I think, in December. In San Francisco is what I saw. They did, yeah. Um, well, that's exciting news. Um, I hope you guys have fun because that's not for me. No, that's no, not the kind of thing Eric, that Mark leaves the house for. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to see ministry and, uh, you know, but just being around people. Uh, concerts are... If it's not within a 20-minute radius of Mark's yeah. house, it's well, not Well, hey, bad. and it's a Monday, so like, like listen, that's no cup of, cup of tea either. Well, Monday is Mark's Sunday. That's, that's true. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting news. Uh, so we have yet to hear any other Nine Inch Nails news. Uh, whatever Trent Reznor had promised with the big old bird box uh, set hasn't come out yet. So we'll wait for that with bated breath, I'm sure. Uh, in personal matters, uh, Mark, how's your cave listening going? It's been a week. Uh, I've been derailed a little bit. I've been uh, just... Hard at work and uh, been trying to get these out on a weekly basis. So, um, OK, well, what movies did you what movies did you watch this week? So I have watched quite a bit. I've currently watched about 53 of the AFI films since December. Nice. And you're over halfway there. I am. Well over done. That there. is that is a great. Um, I watched The Bridge on the River Kwai. Mm. Um, so good. Good film. So I good. have watched. I was about midway through Streetcar Named Desire. Haven't finished that one yet. Brando never, is never something. Seen it. I've yeah, it's I don't know. Have you ever seen that one, Eric? No. Yeah. I I mean yeah. it's it's not ever been something I've been uh looking to ever watch, but Brando's is what sure. he is. Um Rewatch two thousand one. That's a good one. Um what else have I watched? Uh have you ever seen two thousand ten? No, I've heard that one's actually not bad. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's way more cohesive. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's more of a normal movie. So, in terms of your cave-in question, I've only finished the first record. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my yeah, my run through on that discography has been slightly derailed by, um, actually trying to watch the all of the AFI films. Don't ask me why I'm doing this. I'm inspired by another podcast, but I always figured, you know, getting old be one thing and it's actually been kind of fun um to watch uh these films and uh just get the context is they all kind of um reference each other 
I don't know if that makes any sense. They're all tied together. It's the AFI cinematic universe. Well, no, you can tell like some directors were influenced by other directors, and then they put that into their own little sauce, and you it's just the, you can see the 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 evolution of an it, art form. Exactly, yeah. and I'm not watching them in any sort of rant order. I'm watching them kind of in random order. Yeah. Um, whatever is available on the streams and whatever right. is on TCM. Right. Right. No TMC. No. Turner Classic Movies. Yes. TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching a guy with a big cup just in a room of yeah. Oh, and we I, we were we were uh, I guess this is the fan that feeds section really quick. We were I only have one thing. We were reminded that we did miss oh, yeah. a a cut. We missed their cover of Zoo Nation. Zoo Station. Zoo Station. Um, Zoo Nation. Which... But uh, dear listeners, if you're a listener of this show, you know that uh, Eric, or no, I'm sorry. Mark is a. If there's anything he's more into than Nine Inch Nails, it's you too. That is a. Uh, it's almost not a lie. I, I, I appreciate you too, but my God, they're not number two on my list of all timers. That's interesting. <laughs> this is like a man getting caught in public with a girl that he's really into, but he refuses to admit it to his friends. I, I appreciate you too. They've got some stone cold classics, but uh, the output of their later work is not that great. Uh, but anyhow, yes, we missed that, and I don't know how I missed that. It's actually not bad that yeah, that, that it, jam. It it is. Here, let's let's uh, let's listen. Album, right? Let's listen to a little clip right here. slowed down little version of it um i i like it a lot it's very just stripped back what album was that on octoon baby that was the opening track on octoon baby which came out like a young brando coming through the door but uh this one slows it down that was a good album it octoon baby's a fine record yeah it's got one on there and uh, speaking of one, yeah. Steve, go ahead. What, oh, uh, what discoveries did you find? Mark, Mark and I have a disagreement, but I think it's awesome. I don't know if Eric ever listened to it, but uh, I found that uh, that Chris Cornell, where he he did a mashup of one the U two song and one the Metallica song, and it won't be the, the the first time or the last time I bring up Metallica's one tonight. And he played one acoustically. The U2 one acoustically yes, while but saying the lyrics of one by Metallica. Exactly. I think it's beautiful. Mark thinks it's nuts and uh, nuts and gum. Nuts and together gum. last. <laughs> oh. Nuts and gum. Yes. I, uh, I that's when I was a kid and it, I remember I was on my way to Little League and my brother Charlie chewed up a mouthful of bubble gum and a mouthful of corn nuts and stuck it right in my hair. <laughs> Right so in my hair. Did I just trigger you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's from a Simpsons episode. I think it's great. Uh, I, I think the. Uh, I didn't realize what was going on until towards the end. I was like, "Oh, I see." Because I, it was frustrating. I was like, "Those aren't the fucking lyrics, well, man." To a super fan like you, that could be frustrating. <laughs>
Kill me, but uh, you know what is in this day and age. No. When, uh, uh, when, Mark, <laughs> when Mark and I were growing up, the U2 album that we listened to together in high school was a pop. That would have been the pop Pop's era. Got some jams. Mark had it on cassette. I did have it on cassette. Mark was weird. He had a uh, he transitioned to CDs, but he still bought cassettes for a while. It was bizarre to me. The strange person. Yeah. I, well, my truck didn't. The truck that I was driving didn't have a CD player. Like I had to put one of those little goddamn cassette adapters in mm. with the Walkman there. Yeah, and yeah, put the other thing into the cigarette lighter. Just Eric to is it. still doing that to this day. <laughs> I did get a car that has a cassette player recently, but I do still use my, yeah, my but, uh, Bluetooth. But anti- I would love it, some cassettes. What's the how many? You're anti skip now. What's it up to? Six seconds. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that, that gets rough driving up driving uphill yeah. all right we have fun here we have fun here um all right so uh i think we should get right into the uh nuts and bolts of this uh this ep add a little violence five tracks make a little love the second right. part of the trilogy the second act so um this album or EP came out in the summer of 2017. We were just sprite young lads living our best lives. We were little boys wanting to be big boys. Um there on the sandlot we lost our innocence. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of, it was a summer. It was a yeah, it was a summer yeah. to remember. Yeah. You know, behind the tasty freeze sucking on dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you guys? Uh, what is there a gas leak down here? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember though? Uh, add violence. Do you remember your reaction when you first? Oh wait, what were we doing in 2017? Oh wait, what year is it again? 2017. Uh, we were doing exactly what we're doing now, working the same jobs with the same amount of children. Next, um, yeah. Eric, what else happened in 2017? Right, so it's just kind of funny, like looking, like like looking at the pop culture, because I'm like, wait, I thought that was last year, because a lot of the like the movies were up for Academy Awards, and they, the Academy Award show would have been 2018 one, but it's for 2017 movies. Anyways, uh, yeah, sure, uh, music was atrocious. Ed Sheeran, a lot of Ed Sheeran was in the top uh, 20 songs. Very well known for being in an episode of Game of Thrones. Right, Very that's well how known. I heard about him. Raggin' yeah. Bone Man. Everybody got worked up over this redheaded guy that I've never seen before. Yeah. In a Game of Thrones Ron episode. Weasley is what right. he looks like. Yeah. Mm. Chain Smokers. I mean, oh, they're DJ terrible. Colette, they're Colette. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, these are the big hits. One of the, uh, the, 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 the co-worker I'm so glad is gone at work. Um, he was really into the Chain Smokers and uh, Florida Georgia Line. Oh, boy. What's that song with Bebarexa? Is that what their big song <laughs> Probably. is? Probably. You Belong to Me or something? They're terrible. Terrible. Woof. Um, Music-wise, one of my big music experience of 2017 is I finally got to see Nick Cave for the first time mm-hmm. in uh, in Berkeley. That, that was, was a good show. Uh, that was amazing. My, my wife got on stage. So did 90% of the audience. Yeah. They did this thing where they pulled everybody up there. It was good. That's it was a very, cool. a very cathartic show. Yes. Yeah. Very, uh, very good. Yeah, he, you could tell he just wanted, like, the energy from the audience, and he was just yeah. in it. He was in Old it. Old Nick's a good guy. Yeah. You know, one, uh, one thing I discovered recently is he has, like, a Q&A thing online where people can ask him anything they want, and he does a really good, well-thought-out Nick Cave response. <laughs> it's worth looking up. Just Google Nick Cave Q&A. Some of the big movies, uh, 
Ladybird, Shape of Water. All right, a Ladybird for a second. We're from Sacramento. We right. are from Sacramento. I still haven't watched it. It's yeah. pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. You yeah. see, sights and sounds of Sacramento is kind of neat. Yeah. No, and, de- uh, definitely a movie I would watch. Yeah, like I we said last week, that Lucas Hedges kid's in it. Yep. Shape of Water, I liked it. Yeah. I didn't see it. I like Guillermo del Toro. Uh, yeah. But I haven't watched that one yet. You like Sex with Fish? Always. You know what it's I think about? It? To get it. Who doesn't? You know what I remember you know, that Simpsons episode? Yes, Sleep I was going to say. Fishes? You know how often I think about that clip? Trevor, uh, uh, Troy McClure. Troy McClure. The, I think about that episode for multiple reasons. One is for Planet of the Apes, the musical, which is incredible. <laughs> with Dr. Zayas, Dr. Dr. Zayas. <laughs> I love you, Dr. Zayas. ¿Cuándo se va a escapar? Quítame las tarpas de encima, sucio simio. Puede hablar. He can talk, 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 he can talk. I can sing. Oh, help me, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're all so lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Esta obra lo tiene todo. Mm, como me gusta el auténtico teatro. Um, but also, there's the gangsters there, and he's all, you know, I heard he, uh, when I say he sleeps with the fishes, I mean, whoa, whoa, boss, I just ate a big plate of rat managoo. Uh, <laughs> that joke was cut from syndication. Was it really? The reason because I, of stereotypes? The reason I remember that joke so well is because Dr. Sayers had Sayers. That, that episode taped. Do you remember him? Of course. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. The biggest Simpsons fan I've ever come across. Yeah. Well, if I don't yeah. remember him, because I, I never knew him, I yeah. can only imagine if what he's listening right listening now, he's audience, like, oh, you remember me. Yeah. You know? And the rest of the listening audience is probably feeling like me right now. He lived up there on <laughs> you know, Clark Tunnel Road. Weird place, man. Clark Tunnel Road used to connect Penryn and Newcastle, and now they blocked it in the middle. Did they really? And, yeah, and so I'm thinking that there's nothing good going on in the middle there, because that's prime time cooking meth territory. Oh, wow. A little bit of local flavor for you folks. What's next, Eric? Uh, oh, just Blade Runner 2049 was Loved one, it. one of the Great. biggest ones. Yeah. Loved Sarah Fodge, not a fan. Right, right. Um, you know, dear listeners, if you if you love Blade Runner 2049, what we do next is totally going to be up your alley. I'm just going to tell them no. We are going to watch... Every Ridley Scott movie, including every cut. Wait, what? We are starting with. <laughs> we are starting with. This Blade is exclusive. I didn't know this. We're starting with yeah. Blade Runner. We're gonna watch every cut of Blade Runner and do a minute by minute. We'll workshop that one. <laughs> Season two. We'll workshop that. Um, it's gonna be called like <laughs> Blade like a boar. <laughs> And it's going to be a new kind of podcast where um, you just send us your phone number and we just we just text thread you, and that's how we're going to do that whole one. Yeah. That's, that's what we call the Stephen Eric special when we yeah. want. <laughs> we uh, you want to get drunk and watch the movies together, well, of course. But I can't leave my house; I'm already drunk. Let's just text each other. Yeah, so we've done it more than once. We're going to do it do it again. Yeah, we're not really doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, is that it for 2017? Yeah, that's all I wanted. I mean, that's it. Yeah, you're, 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 you're getting skimpier and skimpier well, on this I shit. I thought you, somebody had told me we weren't really going to really get into pop culture. No, like, it was here's so what weird. I said. Like, I said we weren't going to talk about ourselves because we are boring. Right, that's true. That doesn't mean that the rest of the world is boring. 
Uh, well, you know what? Tell pop- me about the sports. Uh, okay. The uh, so here's the deal. The um, the pop culture website that I use stops at like 2015. Well, maybe you're gonna have to quit cheating and actually do some work. I know. How many jobs do you have? Three. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Time to get a four, yes, sir. Ah. Uh, Oh my Mark will pay you This would be priority number one That's ah, right Big one for sports Taking a knee Taking a knee Oh, oh Kaepernick yeah. you know, that's, Oh Cappy That's current uh, the, the, the NFL settled with them They won't disclose what the terms are But you know that since they settled They were wrong They colluded Yep He took a stand and he won Good for him yeah. Good for him Heroes amongst us Yeah no that's awesome um, and yeah, it was a big thing, and just so much where like the president was getting on Twitter and saying nobody is going to watch the NFL anymore because of the, the stuff. And the president and, on Twitter, you don't say. <laughs> How novel. Uh, so Patriots <laughs> beat the Falcons. Oh, it was a heartbreaker. Then they they won again. They did win again. It's just the Patriots have fell. In other sports news, uh, Manny Machado is now uh, San uh, Diego yes. father or dad. Uh, we can only hope that the Giants go ape shit and spend a bunch of money on Bryce Harper and then really regret it. Yeah, <laughs> in like one year. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, any sex symbols of the day? Well, let's see. Hold on, hold on. The Warriors won again. I remember that, right? Yep. <clears throat> that would have been... For MMA yeah. fans, there was quite a epic drama it. about... MMA. No one cares about MMA. With uh, McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Oh, no, we saw. That was in 2017. Man, time flies. Right. Yeah. No, it absolutely does. Jesus. So. Um, Hi, Bruno. Let's yeah, see. Who won the baseball here? Who uh, won the World Series? In 2017, it was. The Astros. Yes. It was the Houston Astros. Dumbass Astros Josh Reddick. Right yeah. Josh Reddick is the most annoying baseball player of all time. When he was in the green and gold, I seem to remember... The tide was turning when he was on the green and gold. a few of the athletic fans. Yeah, a lot of them still liked him, but uh, any of us remember 2013 when he swung at ball four in the dirt during the ALDS that would have walked in the fucking winning run. Oh, was that against the Kansas City Royals? No, that was against the Detroit Tigers. Oh, yes. He swung for the fences when the ball... Was five feet away. There you go. He was clutching that bat. Yeah. Anyhow, Josh Riddick is a tool. Uh, so that was our that was uh, a really in depth look at pop culture. You know what? And folks, also like I, our ringer. Tw- I'm going to talk to Eric after the show, and <laughs> next time, next 20, episode, he's going to have his act together. Twenty eight would be better. Uh, well, I think the biggest the biggest thing in pop culture that really just reflected in this album was the political climate, which we talked about last last time. But <laughs> what you saw in the year after the election was whole lot of anger on one side of how atrocious the world was and maybe we convinced ourselves it was better than it actually was. You could say we got ahead of ourselves. Right. Uh-oh. And then the uh, then the other side doing all sorts of mental gymnastics to basically justify why they supported a candidate who was clearly and will clearly be so much on the wrong side of history. Yeah. Um, when it came to social issues and many other things. So um, Tax returns. So a big old, a big old boiling over political climate that really permeated throughout pop culture. And uh, that really informs this album. Hard to escape. Hard to escape. It's all around us. It's uh, just ever. You wake uh, up. You hear about it. You get busy at work. As soon as you catch your breath, you're hearing about it again. 
and uh, it's almost like some violence was added to uh, our world. That's right. So uh, with that, we're going to take a break. I'm going to let my dogs out, and we're going to talk about ad violence. Be right back. fan fiction but i'm sure there's a lot to like follow the trails of what adding violence here and adding empathy or taking away empathy there and all you know well there was a music video that was officially done for one of these songs that all it is is just uh panning over that yeah Yeah. it's one of the low concept videos yeah isn't that for um this isn't the place you got it yeah okay Uh, i think i had my microphone off again what are you gonna do um (laughs) i really do like this album cover quite a bit it's uh, it's it's exactly what the album says it is. It's a it looks like a, a panel with buttons and knobs. Uh, there's anxiety levels. There's a, a button to advance your self-awareness. There's buttons to amplify chaos, which is like what happens when you invite Eric over and he smashes your dog bowls. There's a engage simulation on and an add violence button. Uh, I like it. It's good. It is good. It looks I... all rusted and old. Yep. So when they release this, their press releases, as always, are interesting. So if you remember on the trilogies, their press releases always start with part. And when there was a part one, this one says part two, the view widens and everything is in question. And in that big interview uh, with uh, posted on Nin.com with Lizzie Goodman, Trent did say like, and he was very quick about this. But of course, this sent me on a this completely tainted when I was listening to it and trying to find meaning of these songs. Uh, he said, "Add violence loosely was loosely to zoom out and be more global than um, than not the actual events, um, and to imply that maybe we're all in a simulated simulated reality, and that might introduce the concept of meaninglessness, and also provide a safe container to explain why everything feels off." Um, so he said that about the album, um, and. Uh, Let's see here. And we, oh, in the physical component, what was on the envelope when you opened it said proper use of this recording requires it to exist in the physical world as real as you are. Choosing this package gets you the digital files and we will ship the accompanying physical component to your residence, which may provide additional clarity. Very limited supplies are available. I said that was on, online. So, yeah, I did not get the physical component. I do own it on 12 inch and that is it. Um, and uh, it's a good one. It also, in the press release, they say the sonic palette expands significantly from not the actual events, incorporating elements of beauty into the dark dissonance. The narrative arc linking the three records begins to emerge through the disassociated, disassociated lyrics and provocative clue-filled cover artwork. Yeah, um, it definitely seems like as you stare at this artwork and you listen to the record, um, it certainly feels that uh, there is some sort of narrative to be gleaned from 
you know, the little bits of buttons. And especially as it uh, implies that we're living in a simulated reality of how this machine plays into that. Um, it's it's a very interesting and thought provoking piece. It's probably why I watched The Matrix this week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as we'll talk about it, I was at some points completely un, like finding a, a connection to simulated reality with the lyrics of these songs. And then sometimes I was kind of uh, it was a stretch, but I could see what he was doing. And I think and we'll we, and we'll we'll see how this 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 pans out when we get to the song description. But I, I feel like it's more kind of like what we uh, kind of what society does to us to make us you know, think what is real when some of those things are more or less important than they really are. And then what can maybe pull us out of that? I don't know. Or like what I've been trying to just tell Eric all the time. And if Trent Reznor is here, I'd tell him this as well. Is that sometimes a song is just a song, you know, not everything's the Da Vinci code, but uh, nobody wants to listen to me. I feel you though. I'm a little more on your side of the fence than I'm trying to build like a narrative and a concept on every uh, Nine Inch Nails record. That's out there. Yeah, clearly it's fun he, to hear theories. And it though. is, but cl- like clearly yeah. on year zero to an extent with teeth, the downward spiral. They're all think, there. I don't think you're wrong there. And uh, and later he was interviewed and said, like, if I actually explained the narrative arc to this album, I would actually disappoint a lot of people digging. Um, it's much more fine to look for the clues and come up with your own theories than what I have to say about it. Yeah, he has said that, and that's like a very David Lynch like a kind of explanation for things. Um. So, I mean, kind of where I'm standing on this is you can kind of decide the topics of what he's talking about, how that links into what you think is real and the mental gymnastics, as I said before, that you do to to maybe not have to think with it and not have to deal about it. That's about that's about what I'm thinking. I think there is a collection of songs that stand on their own. Um, I don't really think there's a narrative arc necessarily. Right. Um, so. You want to listen to the first track? Should we do that? Or do you have anything else to say? uh, First impressions of the record, maybe before? There we go. Uh, Uh, I was going to say, sorry, the last thing. Is it really? Well, while Eric's digging. No, I have a... Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Goddamn. What was the uh, art studio that did Year Zero? Uh, 42? Uh, Yeah, yeah. 42 Entertainment? Yeah, 42 Entertainment, I think. The ARG folks that did Year Zero. Right. So they had something to do with the artwork on this, um, and that started rumblings that maybe there was a new ARG involved in this. Um, It did result him releasing a a full-page like picture of the machine and Trent saying on Twitter, remember when records used to have back covers? No. Well, maybe this one's important. And that was the one he released. So, yep. Was it important? I mean, in the sense that you get more than just the violence, you get all the other things that they're, they're adding. He was just trying to move some units, right? Instead of you fuckers streaming on Spotify and Apple music, go out there, (laughs) God damn it. Buy it physically and look at it. Event intensity. With your fucking phone off. Yeah. then that, (laughs) Prick took it to the next level, or next episode we get to talk all over again about the dumb physical ticket experiment. Yeah. Uh, morale. Talk about ad violence. Uh, oh, yeah, there's all sorts of great stuff. Satisfaction. Inertia. Okay, so anyways. If you have the time and wherewithal, do yourself a favor. Go to Google and uh, type in ad violence album cover front back, yeah. and uh, you can go nuts. That's right. So first impression, Steve, what do you got? I was going to ask you to go first. All right. My first impression of this, um, it seemed to be a little closer to the edge of uh, going to that groove oriented sound of hesitation marks. 
kind of more throughout there with still a little bit of the spoken word vocals uh, strewn a little bit more, uh, less so on this one than on uh, not the actual events. I did enjoy it. Uh, the more and more that I've listened to it, um, it's a grower. Uh, the first time I've heard it, it was more like, well, that was interesting. Um, I didn't fall in love with it. I just was waiting for the trilogy to be complete before I would make my my mind up. And uh, yeah, I I liked it. Didn't love it. I loved a few songs the first time. I didn't dislike any songs. Uh, I loved the sound of it all. I loved. Yeah, they did kind of. They, their production style was the same and not the actual events, except it did go a little more poppy. It did get a little more clean cut, although those noises and those drones are still in there. Um, more groove oriented, as you said. And uh, I was I, I, I loved a few songs right off the bat. Um, I've, more I've come to love. Um, but then we started this podcast and Mark and I did it method style where we, you know, pretty much stopped listening to the new stuff and just listened to them in order. So I, it was right at that prime time for me to kind of like have it connect as like an all timer for me. Um, I knew some songs would become all timers for me. Um, but now I'm so happy to have it back. And now I'm allowing myself to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Steven. When I first heard this EP, I listened to less than that's pretty good. And I took a break at work and I was like, I'll send you a nice nail song again. Oh, wait, this is really good. And then when I heard the rest of the EPC, EP, a little bit of hyperbole at the time, but I kind of was just like, Nine Inch Nails is back, baby! It was kind of how I felt about it. And uh, I'm a big fan of it. And since I allowed myself to listen to whatever I want, whenever I want, unlike Mark and Eric, I listened to this EP many times over the last two years. And uh, I really liked it when it first came out. And two songs off of it, I will... Uh, Put in the Pantheon, and then the other three are good songs. I like it a lot. Well, let's dive in. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's listen to a little bit of the first track, which is titled Less Than. of a um, go and look what you've gone done is kind of an, a version of that copy of a um, uh, track there and he's also nodding towards uh, how to destroy angels by yelling welcome oblivion um, and it also seems like it could easily fit on with teeth there's a lot going on in this song oh, i also think it could easily fit on pretty hate machine to be honest with you yeah, there's a retro throwback vibe to this song. Oh, the synth work is like. Yeah, that, that stuff he hasn't messed with in decades. That synth work is very late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Also, the echo dirtiness to the drum beat mm-hmm. is very much that you could you could picture Mark and Atkins in uh in the in a dungeon like this basement pounding their way on that. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's uh. 
It's interesting. Yeah, the, the, you'd think they'd go electronic drums, and maybe they are, but manipulated, but they definitely sound like... Um, kind of head like a hole style drums, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And also, thematically, lyrically, kind of head like a whole uh, by the hand that feeds political fight the man kind of yeah, type thing. Definitely. Um, I had this song and another song in this album, which is easy to suss out. Audibly, intentionally, I think does smash together many eras of Nine Snails sounds. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know what I said? The drum beat sounds like a, like a Joy Division beat. Like just that really reverby. Just that, but yeah, well, definitely. Maybe a little definitely. harder, but just like the the um, the the production of it is like a reverb, reverby big room drum. Um, I love this song too. I mean, this is I mean, this is just a a banger. This is one of the ones like the first time I heard it. This is the first song they released. I'm like, okay, yes, this is this is amazing. But yeah, much like when the first time I heard Hand That Feeds, yeah. I was like, whoa, buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like when they want to write a radio hit that has some teeth. Yes, they can do it. Um, I uh. Yeah, I, I I I like it. I like I like the synth work. Like I said, I haven't heard that from him in a while. That sounds like that. Just so, just so like uh, uh, programmed bleep loops, Nintendo sounding bleep loops. Um, yeah, his vocal delivery is awesome. Like he knows exactly what he wants to do and just nails every single line. Um, the you know the lyrics. I I could be wrong. I've always taken this. As 100% targeting Trump supporters. Yeah, it's hard not to, right? And, like, um, basically what you have to do to justify all the bad stuff that's coming from him. And that might just be where I well, want yeah, to Well, yeah, it's easy. It. We've talked about... the. You, you cannot talk about music and how it relates to the world without thinking about the world we're in now. And we talk about it a lot in this podcast. People have a problem with it. They don't listen to us anymore. Right. But, like, this song... Yeah, after an election that big where so many people were voting for the guy that was, like... You know what? He's just going to we're just going to get an outsider in Washington. He's going to change everything. Right. That's what the way everything was changed was probably not for the better. And again, go do your taxes, you know, and uh, I, I, he hints today. He's like, all right, you are you happy? You know, with what what you decided to was your your guy? Well, I mean, from an American perspective, yes. All I see is the the kind of a response to this uh, political atmosphere, uh, certainly a, a being a divided country. And, well, Trent uh, Reznor is an American. Oh, he is an American. Um, but there is a lot but of stuff going on. It could be country. Brexit. Yeah. Right? No, exactly. No, there's a Globally, there's a strong man and a shift to the right has been going on. Yeah. And Brexit def- definitely didn't pay, uh, pan out. Right. Um, right. There's specific... Need to move to Australia. There are... Oh, <laughs> Heather's been saying that to me twice a week for like the last year. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, Prime Minister! <laughs> Tobias! <laughs> uh, there are, so like specific lyrics that I'm thinking of is like, you can justify it all, your back's up against the wall again, and then I love you throws a shut up in there. That um, shut up is great. That's yeah. a that's an all-timer uh, Trent Reznor vocal just yeah. Uh, yeah. from the... Out of left field. Shut up! Shut up! And then when he says, add a little violence and offend and pretend and defend and demand my compliance. Um, I mean, it's just kind of like how, it's just the news cycle. And it's got everything in there kind of mashed together. The, the offense, uh, the defending, and then the demanding people just get in line because that's the way America is now. Uh, I think he says true believers at some point, right? Did he say that or did I just write that? Um, I don't see that no, in the lyrics. No, he didn't. I wrote that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, um, you could but, justify the missile trails across the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Needful uh, too many fucking people. You'll have to take care of yourselves. You know, I've got my hands full. Yeah. I mean, that seems like capital G right there. Um, and uh, kind of like head like a hole, too. I mean, yep. right? With uh, God money, you know, 
walking on the backs of the brews. Yep. You yep. know? Right. I got mine. Yep. You know? Um, just to tie it back into the simulation theme, I mean, I really think it's, it's like, uh, the way we are, you know, manipulated, um, or can be manipulated, and, e- and either it's, you know, people know exactly what will offend people like me, and then what the other side will do when those moments happen, too, which is, like, the defend, and, and, um, and anyways. So well, just to the lyrics, there was uh, some additional lyrics, as there always seems to be. Right. And this guy, he does this more than any other band in the world does with the additional lyrics. Yeah. Uh, on the MP3 version, which I don't know how you can have MP3. I guess at Mark's house, he has the MP3 lyrics. Uh, I think they're just embedded in the yeah, file, but they're not, you know. There's yeah. a line that says, yes, this is about you, yeah. which, all right, <laughs> to the point. Also, true believers. I, I, sorry, I feel like there was a Reddit guy this week that if he saw, if he saw that, yeah. he'd feel uh, targeted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were looking through the Reddit, and there was a, there was a Reddit thread about a you know, it's hard to be a conservative listening to Nine Inch Nails. And I'm like, oh boy. Well, and I'm not saying my heart goes out at the guy, but you know, it was a it was an earnest post. Um, but still, I mean, you know, you 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 are doing mental gymnastics to yeah, listen to know. this band that you like and uh, and not actually get let the message. It's like, it. listen, if I put on Screwdriver, yeah, the riffs are good, but they're a bunch of Nazis, so I can't <laughs> listen to them. Um, true believers didn't there feel. Did it feel that? Yeah. Did it yeah. feel that? Did it fill that hole? Doesn't it make you feel better? Right. It's just like, did it, is it worth it? Did all the way the world's changed? Does it happen? Did that fix those things that you thought were, was so wrong with your life or the world? Uh, did, did, did that vote, casting that vote, really, really fix that? Yeah. And I, I, that's how I read this song every time I listen to it. And once again, it might just be the era we live in. I could go back and revisit it in twenty years, and maybe I'll have a different opinion. But uh, yeah, like I. Like I said, the song got its hooks to me pretty early on. I love that drum beat. I love during the chorus of the drum beat kicks up a, 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 a touch. It's such a simple drum beat, but it's great. Um, the second run through in the chorus, the guitar becomes more pronounced and it's some moist guitar. And it just makes me just tap my foot. I can't help it. It's just, uh, it's so great. Yeah. And uh, I, this is a song that I've, you know, Mark has mentioned before, songs that his daughter will be into. I had this song on repeat around my family for like a good two weeks, and they never complained. Yeah, no, you know, it's a catchy one. Becky will let me know when a song shouldn't be on repeat. Yeah, <laughs> this one uh, made yeah. it through the, uh, the, the test. Uh, let's talk about the video a little bit. Yeah, so Thank you. the video, which is the only video from this this cycle. Well, the only kind of official video. There is a low res video that was official yeah. for. They've um, been doing these like low concept, like slow motion static videos, but this is like the only one that like clearly was was filmed and, right. and yeah. But yeah, yeah. so ahead, the video Steve. was um, it's someone playing the video game called Polybus, and um, the I, like ver- that it was, I like that it was a girl playing it. Yes, <laughs> it, it was. Yes, it was a female playing Polybus. Because this would have been right around Gamergate or like a few. No, a few, gold, unfortunately, Gamergate I think was in 2016. Okay. Gamergate unfortunately yeah. goes on to this day. Yeah, and there's also Comics Gate, which is yeah. the same thing. Not that he was referencing that. I just liked that in yeah. that in that era. He, he had a he had a representation yeah. of stuff that's always just white dudes is always better. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you for listening, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to our three female listeners. Um, no, but it's just a a woman sitting down and playing the game. You see her face. You see the lights of the game reflecting upon her, and then it shows the game. And it's from a game called Polybus. And Polybus. I love the story of Polybus. I learned of it from this song, and I dug deeper into it. And basically, it's a story of um, a video game that was released in the Oregon area that 
apparently no one can really remember where it came from. And pot, like some people may have disappeared playing it. It's <laughs> kind of an urban myth. Um, did you guys look into that at all? I looked uh, into it a little bit. Uh, apparently, it was an urban legend about a 1981 video game through which the government experimented on players via highly addictive psychological properties. According to this legend, the game generated rampant addiction, clouding players over and driving them half insane with side effects such as amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, and hallucinations. All right. It was only on the market for one month, and the game later vanished without a trace. Yeah. Um, as a you know, a lot of people online always talk about it. Uh, there's there's versions of the game now, but I think the versions came out after the story of the video game happened. The version you see in the video is um, from the PS4 version, yep. which you can buy for fourteen ninety nine the PS uh, store. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of the game itself is kind of like a uh, oh not Wipeout. It but, looks like Wipeout meets Asteroids, right? Yeah. Okay, you can do that. Upbeat driving, despite the lyrical content, Nine Inch Nails track. Yeah. Eric, you got anything else you want to add? Love it. No, All right. I'm good. Perfect. Well, let's go to the next track. We love this song, and uh, let's see if we also love The Lovers.
All right, The Lovers. Um, the Lovers, we are going to be heavily referencing the Song Exploder podcast because, well, it just gave us such insight into how they make the song. Um, but uh, when you listen to it, it is... Give me a little bit of, what is the Song Exploder podcast? What's their thing? The Song Exploder podcast is, actually, Mark introduced me to it, but it's like one half, uh, it's one half of the West Wing podcast. <laughs> one of the guys from the West Wing podcast, and he... Gets what is the West Wing? Give me a little bit of details. <laughs> okay. How far back are we going to go? <laughs> what is podcast? <laughs> uh, but anyways, he like interviews, he picks like a, one song and he finds people that are involved. It's not always the artist. Sometimes it's like engineers or whatever. And they just get the insight on how the song was made. And then finally at the end, you hear the song. Yeah. And so he did that with Trent and Atticus for this song. And so I'm going kind of from the horse's mouth on this one. But musically, when you listen to it, it, you hear um, this kind of tapping that definitely sounds like a drum and is eventually folded into a drum beat. But this is, we find out, is from the Luminous Garden, which is another one of those... I feel like he's buying all these weird instruments from because he always talks about it someplace in Brooklyn. It's like a, a place in Brooklyn that makes instruments. So I probably bet he got the same place he got the Swarmatron from. Um, but it's just a, like a box that has all these things on it, and when you tap on it, it... Uh, Anyways, that's what they used uh, to make that drum beat. Um, apparently, they used it a lot on Gone Girl. So, um, and then the yeah, the music just is a kind of a haunting. Uh, it's got a driving beat the whole time, but yeah, that beat is relentless. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got sweeping, sweeping sounds, and then it kind of the the vocals are talked through this one. But this is where, and I had referenced this last episode, this is where he had kind of said what he, his approach to spoken word when he's doing that on these is, it's a poem he wrote, but he doesn't want to force it, force feed it to you. So it's like something you would have, you hear on TV in the background, or you like maybe walk by somebody on the street and they're saying it. It's, it's, it it's kind not of, pronounced, it's in the background. No, it weaves in and out. And, and that's the verse. Yes, that's the, the chorus verse. is sung. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the verse. And the chorus is this beautiful, uh, beautiful, like, you know, into the arms of the lovers. The, the chorus is kind of a falsetto-ish. I am. It's it's, it's, it's higher high, pitch. It's, it's higher pitch for him. It's higher pitch. What I, I honestly, the way I describe the song, which I am a fan of, is that chorus. Like, this is basically Nash Nails doing like a shot a. very seductive yeah it's it? very it's, it's syrupy it's yeah. uh, inky yeah you know you know this song for me there is a through line on uh, not only on the score work but i really feel that there's a through line from this song needed to go through how to destroy angels to be made 
Um, yeah, you can see that. Doesn't it feel like I, that folky type? I, 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 I just get reminded of the song Ice Age on this one okay. a little bit. There's that. Yeah, there's a. There's a. This song is a triumph of layering. The instruments come in very slowly. It never becomes overwhelming. Like it doesn't coalesce with the whole big like no. climax. Right. But in, in different instruments are slowly introduced. And in a certain part, yeah, there's like a strum that sounds like the top of a, a guitar fret or something mm-hmm. being plucked, which very sounds like How to Destroy Angels. Right. Now, what, now I was going to think, and I'm glad it wasn't, but it, thematically and the, even the way it sounds, sounds like, I mean, it could have been on not the actual events with like the spoken word and then the, the singing thing. And right. thematically, it fits based on what he said that album's about and what he said on the podcast this song is about. And this song, like he had basically said, like, this is like an kind of an alternate reality where what if he's still lived in, in New Orleans and he was still engaging in those activities. And Steve, I know last time you said not every song can be about him having a relapse or whatever, but this yeah. is like not so much a relapse, but what if he still lived that life? Yeah. What if he didn't, what if he didn't sell that house to John Goodman? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So he has said that and that in seductive is exactly what he was going for, for those, those uh, choruses, because the verse is kind of, um, uh, just kind of him describing the scene, and then the, those choruses are just like, "Yes, come shoot up, drink that whiskey, whatever it is." Like that's you know he's not saying that. Obviously. Did you pick up the reference to Dear World in this song? Oh, what is it? Everyone seems to be asleep but me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because that's the that, that's how he opens Dear World. Yeah, so. it, it definitely it start. It's a very like I said, it's an inky song. It sounds like it's this and the next track both to me sound like somebody like they sound like they should be in the dark. Like you can't see things that are right in front of you. That you're trying to touch gives me that impression. Um, I, I love the the way that the instruments are layered. By the time they all kind of come in, they lay a really good foundation for when he actually starts to sing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they do that really well. Um, uh, it's a it it the way I see it tying into the theme, and it's just that um, that idea of uh, you know, he's a different person now than he was when he was in New Orleans. So, you know, which one is the, sim- you know, is the simulated, you know, reality. Um, and he said, it's like, it's about an alternate reality. So there's, there's that too. So it's just very loosely connected to the theme of simulated reality. I don't think he knows what he's talking about again, <laughs> but I think, uh, you might be onto something. Um, but I am not the one driving anymore. I know who I am. Uh, but I know who I am. And then he, the very next line is right. So yeah, questioning the yeah, reality questioning that you're where, in, yeah, yeah exactly you know yeah is it like have i built a new reality for myself or am i like living a lie kind of thing which is he's asked that before i mean that's what the entire last album was about but so. i mean can it just be a song about two lovers are there there's not enough songs about people being in love it's true <laughs> we've got a uh, shortage of those there's never been there's there might be five songs in the world real about actual being, love songs yeah <laughs> there's only there's only five love songs known to man um I mean, also, when we talked about Pretty Hate Machine, um, Sanctified, uh, it, it, you, when we were talking about that, and I think it's been on record that it's not about a person, it's about the drug, the right. addiction. Yeah. Um, I think there's also some thematic uh, things on this particular song that could also be likened to addiction. Um, very much yeah. how well, Sanctified and, and he said it is about it. Yeah. <laughs> it is about that. Yeah, so, that okay, yeah. yeah. So apparently in that He podcast, does like to do it. In the podcast I didn't listen to, he goes into all this. So That's why I'm uh, saying it. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I got you. This wasn't as a, this isn't like a harebrained Right. Uh, it's just a, you know, when we're uh kind of coming to the end of the discography that we're currently in right now, um, you can see those thematics, those 
uh, you know, arcs. And he's always, he is always uh, connected, (laughs) sometimes sex and religion. And uh, uh, yeah, exactly. And addiction and love. And yeah. like those, he bring that yeah, those things repeat. Yep. His biggest uh, hit kind of touches on those. And it won't be the first time I bring up closer tonight. Um, the song has been played live. Also, less than has been played live. They uh, prom- uh, premiered, I think, on that uh, camp scene to wake up tour. I saw less than at that aftershock festival, and it was awesome. We didn't get graced with it when we saw him in San Francisco. I think they played that the second night. Uh, they think they even may have played Lovers too the second night. They should be required to play it. You know what? You know what? Co- give copy of or give a give hand the feeds a break and put less than together with head like a whole. And, uh, yeah, good one two punch. Yeah. If you're listening, Trent Reznor. Do you like this song? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I like the song a lot too. It's a, this this song. It, this this is a grower. When I first heard, it, I was like, ah, that's a good. And, when I first heard it, I kind of thought it was like an atonal curiosity. Sure. And then I listened to it more and gave it more of a chance. And there's much more going on there. I think it does have a lot of nice melodies flowing through it. And I love that uh, that grand piano that just kind of every once in a while gets uh, oh, hammered yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. A, it's a good track. It also, it has some... Uh, I think this one could also be in hesitation marks. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Drop running and put this one on there. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's the lovers. Unless you guys have anything else to say, there is a rehearsal video that you can uh, view on YouTube. That's in very high quality. Highly recommend uh, people take a look at that. It made me appreciate the song a lot oh, it'd more. Oh, be really cool. I didn't watch that. It'd be cool to see how this song we put together live. So it's it's uh, he almost like plays a recording of the spoken word parts, and then you know really gives it his all during the choruses. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool. Check it out. Um, all right. So let's go to the next track. Uh, the next track is This Isn't the Place. Let's hear a little bit of that. Even his vocal delivery on this track um, 
is done in almost a cracked vocal style where he's really holding his emotions on his sleeve. I really enjoy this song a lot. It hits me on an emotional level. Uh, before I kind of go into that, I want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, same way. And I, I feel like I always thought this was a pretty song, but then when he, uh, he said that it's about Bowie, Mm. That um, that it, it, it that, I know, I know, it? and then then you're right. The cracked vocals. I mean, that's like losing a friend. And and he. All right, he, but he, I'm gonna interrupt you for just yeah. a little bit because uh, not only do I think of Bowie, um, <clears throat> we all lost a, a friend that was a big Nine Inch Nails mm. fan. And when I read some of these lyrics, I kind of think of that old friend. Yeah, yeah, I and I, it. I, uh, I, it bums well. me out. I did as well. It definitely, if you've ever lost someone before <laughs> you think you should have, these lyrics are, uh, they can, you can apply them to that situation. It's so much with so little. When Christmas is over, it will start again. Won't be any different. It'll be exactly the same. It's hard to imagine that nothing at all could be so exciting, could be so much fun. Oh, Christmas, Christmas is a time, a time yeah, like four lines. It's like maybe, maybe oh, the, this, this song. Yeah, yeah this, it's, it's, this it's is not. There's not a verse, chorus, verses. He just... boils down that feeling. Yeah. to exactly what you need to say. Yeah, and I guess he said it like it live. He said, "Yeah, so I wrote the song about Dave Bowie, and they went they went into it." Yeah, it, it was yeah. this this album was recorded around. Yeah, when that was going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when David Bowie died, I think that was the only celebrity death that actually made me tear up. Oh, yeah, that was like, I remember at work, somebody was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just having a hard time with this David Bowie news. <laughs> yeah. And, and then she, you know, she said, huh. she said, oh, it's, that is, sucks. I love White, white Wedding. <laughs> I love White Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of celebrity deaths that knocked me on my ass. That was, that's like, that was probably the one, though. Um, that you know, it was my, just unexpected. I didn't know that he was, you know, battling cancer. I mean, spite, uh, you know, I'm sure that you guys being really big into comics, like when Stan Lee died, I'm sure that was a little sad, but he was, lived a but, long, no, yeah, that's no, no, that's, yeah. yeah. I've been expecting him to die since I was like 19, <laughs> you know, yeah, every day was borrowed time, <laughs> and also, you but know, there's it was like hit me with some of the celebrity deaths that uh, kind of took a oh, oh, god, not again, there's. I don't I, want to put you on the spot. Well, for some reason, kid, on top of my head, Kurt, I'm going to have Kurt got to me when I was a kid because, like, I was absolutely obsessed with Nirvana and yeah. right, right, and then so like, and I was that was when I was whole hog. Like when he died, like I had been listening to him for maybe two or three years. God, there's too many celebrity deaths to even yeah. think about now. It's it's difficult to deal did with. Did Chris Cornell affect you? Chris Cornell did. Mr. Spock really bummed me out. Oh, really? He was old, but you know, yeah. I love yeah. Star Trek. Oh, and I just, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy is just a unique individual. And he you know? seemed like presence. a very good person. Yeah. yeah. He, was yeah. Good, he was a good presence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, there's... Uh, did, 
I'll get my Rolodex of deaths that could knock me on my ass later. Johnny Cash, actually. Sure. I remember that. I was kind of expecting it, though. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like. It was. It was right after June died, but still it, you know, bummed me out. Right. Yeah. Um, it didn't affect me as much as did Eric. But it's funny. Eric's wearing his Wu-Tang. Uh, old Wu-Tang. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, it's a, it's old a, English? Yeah. <laughs> when. Uh, when old dirty bastard died, didn't we drink OE that night? We did. Yeah, we did. We got some forties and drank OE. Also, yeah. sadly, him dying was kind of expected yeah, in a weird it way was. too. Yeah, <laughs> like oh shit, he made it this long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, sorry to derail your. No, it's okay. Like, I Go mean, ahead. that's yeah. what it's about. No, and, and and absolutely, and and it's a, uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. I'm not even gonna say what I how I think it's related to the theme because I don't want to take away from this beautiful song. And it is a. I it don't is, think it is. Yeah, I, what I can say about if you want to thematically tie things together, I think it follows up the lovers perfectly. So, uh, sound wise, I think, again, it sounds like it's coming from a cavern or, or a, a dark room somewhere. It sounds inky to me, like dark blackness, like syrupy. It just sounds yeah. like it's, you know, yeah. Um, I love the piano. It's like a, it almost sounds like a muted piano sometimes where they, they and I could be wrong. Pianists out there, if you if you know better, tell me. But I feel like they put something in between the hammers and the strings inside a piano that give it that muted sound. Um, it, or like a, I've seen it before where they put like a glass of water on top of the on top of the 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 strings they're hitting, and it kind of gives it that, I see that. that tinkling sound. It's 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 a it's it's yeah. It's the way the song is put together to me, yeah, it starts out with the there's a synth that can't can't quite get its act together. A lot of the song sounds like it's trying to put itself together and falling apart before it can really do what it wants to do. I think that's pretty interesting to me. Um, do you like TV on the radio? Oh, yeah. This sounds like TV on the radio by way of Nine Inch Nails to me. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. And yeah. That's, uh, I think it's a great sound. Actually, I thought the vocal delivery did a bit. I can't remember what song I'm thinking of that TV on the radio does, but it's that, um, the, yeah, the way he hits that, the, the just, just um, kind of, just slows down the vocal delivery and just hits them on just the right notes. And even though it's only five words, mm -hmm. the way he does it, and it, and it never um, feels like he's doing too much with too little. Well, even even just the music, though. It, it okay. sounds like something off Dear Science. Okay. It's a slow, yeah. swaying kind of... Yeah, and that bass, you know. that bass sound is like... Yeah. It's yeah. like pitch shifting. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It sounds like yeah. it's trying to get to a certain yeah. place it can't quite get to. Yeah. yeah. And it, uh, it keeps giving it a shot. Yeah. I mean, it just has like... It comes back and, and some of the the, uh, the plinking, there's almost like a the plinking piano morphs into, is it maybe a string section for a while that goes, dun, dun, Yeah, dun, there is dun, this dun, kind dun. of a string section. Yeah. And that kind of I takes, mean, it's probably all synthesized. Or whatever it is, it takes orchestra. me back to the fragile. Yeah. Uh, strawberry Fields Forever type thing going totally. on. Totally, yes. Yeah, I, yeah uh, like during The Great Below, right? Yeah, and he yeah. quotes the great, great below, and they do quote the Great what, Below. What the whole this. thing? About, what was the what was the? Quote? Well, I can still feel you even so far away. Is that in the embedded lyrics? Yeah, the, the embedded lyrics is I can still feel you even so yeah. far away. From the so another uh, note that I found was the recurring theme of home um, popping up in uh, Nine Inch Nails lyrics. Yeah. Uh, La Mer, um, everything. Let's see where else. Um, the song home, non-entity. How, uh, how did I get here? How can I go home and non-entity? Um, La Mer and the sea will come to kiss me for I'm going home. That's the... Translation from the French version. Sure. Everything, I am home, I believe, I am home, I am free. Uh, 
you know, one interpretation of that is home is not just like a physical space, but somewhere that you feel comfortable. Sometimes you asking for that help to get to that comfortable space. Right. Um, to get back. And, or you know, once belong. I think uh, when we saw him, uh, when we saw Nine Inch Nails live, um, they did a David Bowie, he did a David Bowie section and um, they didn't play this song. I don't think they did. No, they no. didn't. Yeah, they, they didn't do this. Um, they have. But he definitely has uh, on record saying that David Bowie practically saved his life, um, kind of helped him turn his addiction around. Um, the other day, me and my wife were watching some music videos, and we watched I'm Afraid of Americans. It got me all melancholy about David Bowie and just how shitty Trent Reznor looks in that video. He looks so bad. <laughs> he looks so bad. Because I think he was at the height of his addiction, and I think... There has been an interview where David Bowie kind of pulled him aside and was like, "You need to." You look like you're drinking a lot of nitrine. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to continue on this path, my friend. Yeah, I feel like yeah, he said as much as and like at our show, he said he, you know he taught taught us how to make you know better music and he taught us how to live. I, I, and it's basically like you can keep expanding yourself create, creatively, but you don't need to. You know, you don't need to do all that. A lot of people have trouble getting there without going there. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, though, actually. Because uh, we're never going to talk about David Bowie in this podcast again. But um, <laughs> today I read an article. It's from the entire bad witch. Yeah. <laughs> it's from a series of called something along the lines of um, the best show I've ever been to. And it was from like the Kansas City Herald or something. And uh, it was actually a person that was in the band The Jenna Tortures, which was and still is a... Uh, Industrial band that's of the Lord of Acid, Lords of Acid type style, house music, dancey stuff, a lot of fucking dildos yeah. and yep, fucking yep. sure, yeah, um, blacklight dildos, yeah, and so they were on tour for that Nine Snails David Bowie tour, and I think they might have been opening a few dates, and uh, Turner Esner said, "Hey, you want to go talk to David Bowie for a while?" And she was like, uh, "Sure," and so they went to the green room and just hung out with David Bowie for a while, and David Bowie knew all about. Her band and the band she was in it before that you know she wow. didn't think anybody knew about. That's insane. Yeah. See, that's the kind of level of quality of person I feel that he was. Yeah, he made the time to you know to you know. Turner made the time to say, "Hey, let's go hang out with David Bowie," and then David Bowie made the time to be like, "Oh, you're a unique individual. I I know about you." Yeah, and right. it stuck with their. Could until you imagine this day. like if you were to walk into a room thinking, "Oh my God, I'm meeting an icon," and he's like, oh, "I've heard your stuff. Yeah, I love it." Know. And that'd be like, oh, "I'm just passing out." Right I, was a, now. I was a big fan yeah. of the second album. What was that song? You know, uh, I stepped on some broken glass and came. That was a good song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? That is a great song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. Ties it all together. Um, so before we move on. Um, one thing that I thought would be red meat for Eric was the music video. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I've seen it before. Okay. Yeah. So one thing that I learned tonight uh, on my research was as they're pulling back, uh, it's a slow p- uh, pan out from the machine that's on the uh, album cover. You see a box of the fictional medication uh, Sotraval, which played a role in the year zero Parapin Parapin that's the brainwash stuff yeah oh yeah so it, it was trying to return to those themes I thought oh like, yeah yeah, yeah. I, you that. know what I didn't I, I, I you know what I watched that before the podcast so that's amazing yeah and that I mean that just kind of it just kind of you know makes sense with the whole uh 
you know, if the, this is, you know, who's making our reality kind of thing. And, and so that, that fits perfectly. Yep. So. I wow. thought you would enjoy that. I'm, I do. And I'm again, sure that is. they put it there just for you. They did. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go back and go, go watch that. That's yeah. amazing. That is amazing. Uh, it doesn't necessarily fit this song, but... Uh, yeah, not at all. I mean, the video for... You would think that would be kind of more of a melancholy tribute, but it's just... Right. You know. Right. Doing I mean, a different sort of feeling to it. I guess, like, in a... This is like a half-assed kind of explanation, but if there's anything, that I guess, that can make you maybe pull out of this simulated reality it could be you know when suddenly there's an empty space in that reality of someone that's gone and maybe something like that you know helps you wake up or, or not maybe it wants you to fall further deep inside I yeah don't know. yeah um well it's a beautiful song i really enjoy this track um it's a, it's a different style of nice nail song much like how we said uh on uh welcome oblivion how ice age yeah is a song we'd love to hear a whole album of that style I could go for a whole Nine Nails album of this style. Yeah. Kind of sexy and slow. I mean, song isn't exactly sexy. It's alluring. I don't know how to put it, but, it's, you know. It, I mean, it's not as, like, if you look back at the uh, really hard on the sleeve of something I can never have, and you can see how he's developed and matured and grown as a songwriter and as a lyricist, the less said, the better. Yeah. Um, it, you know. Say more with the music. Yeah. And when you do open your mouth. Make sure you're pulling from the right journal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love this song. I think it's great. Um, top notch. So, top so notch. far, these three songs have just been, we've all loved them. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, okay. let's hear a little bit of the next one, which is Not Anymore. said it's not bad it's over before you know it um i just look at it like actually the way it just cuts off and leads into the next song does work yeah. for me oh yeah yeah definitely i don't even think yeah. i'd skip this song like I, no i don't there's, it's too short very, to skip there's very pleasant parts on this it's kind of like i file it away with the well mark says no you don't i think it's more of a pilgrimage like i usually i like pilgrimage but i don't want to sit through all that crashing and banging <laughs> this is kind of how i feel sometimes like all right this is like you guys were saying this was gonna be you, you, before we hit record they were saying it's gonna be my favorite um <laughs> well, Eric usually my, likes I, the atonal like, i like rough the stuff. letting use and that uh, right <laughs> he likes the rough yeah yeah i like it rough <laughs> raw dog anderson <laughs> <laughs> um no but also when so far i mean this album i'm going to just let, let's just skip ahead it's four great songs and then one okay song 
Definitely. So when you already have that many, you're just like, you know, the, the law of average is like, you'll sit through it. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's not a lot to ask. Yeah. I'd have to imagine this one. They haven't played this one live and I have to imagine it would be hard to do. Bruno. It would, it would be hard. to. He's do. the guy that's sitting in the corner right now. Yeah. <laughs> Get back Sorry, in the corner. Over here. Don't make me tell Tobias. I feel like it would be hard to uh, hard to do uh, this song live just because of that skitter, like that just abrupt changes and stuff like that. But the speaking of skitter, that bomb, 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 bomb that, that weird. Oh, I was saying the best part was when the electronic oscill- sound the is oscillating great. synth comes in before yeah. that instrumental jam. Like that's there's that's a little the there's best, a there's the an Apex part. twenty yeah electronic thing running all over the place in the song that I dig yeah I wish I had more of it and actually the song teases you where it it gets quiet and then you just hear that yeah exactly then before you're like oh this is good this is good and then it pulls the rug out from under you again yeah the song is blue balls the song I have blue balls in my heart that's enough that's enough said about not anymore I. I'm so excited to talk about the next track. I think I've been waiting to talk about this song since we started this podcast. So <laughs> fantastic. About fucking time. All right, let's get into the last track of Ad Violence, which is titled The Background World. Nail song that makes me want to stand up and do a sea walk. Oh, and that is this track. <laughs> like this song makes me just want to get up and just like just put my arms out and put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> fucking go down the street. Get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh, I absolutely. Oh. This song. This song touches me up and down all around. <laughs> I am a. I am a huge fan of this song. I don't know much more to say right now than I like it a lot. Well, the other two talk, I will collect my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just tell you this much that there are very. The best songs are the ones you remember the very first time you heard them and it sticks with you. And uh, like I said, the first time I listened to this album was at work. And I didn't really, I don't even know if I finished it. But the weekend after that, I was walking around the, uh, right over here, the downtown Auburn area with my headphones on and really got to hear the song for the first time. And I was like, oh, I get it. 
I'm picking up what he's putting down for the majority of it. And then when it gets into that second movement of the song, where, for lack of a better term, they go dig up some, some they're like, oh, let's use that, the effect that sounds like the, song, the heartbeat from Closer. Like, my head exploded all over the street. Right. And uh, it was a very profound moment where a song just floored me on my ass. And then the way they decided to close it out had me laughing maniacally by about the 53rd time. Actually, it only goes through 52 times. You know why that's 52? Because he's 52. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. About the 36th time where I'm like, they're still looping it. I was <laughs> laughing. I thought it was so cool. I yeah. love this track. I'll get into it more. Eric, how do you feel about this song? Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, we haven't even talked about how it sounds yet, but just... Uh, it's a high water thing. Like, listen, the, the, groove, the groove is great. The, the bass... Um, there's, a, there's a driving beat. The bass is doing this bass loop that, like, you would hear in some, like, Meets or Ebb songs. It's, it's like, oscillating and very cool. Uh, then you get these little strings that, that, that kind of set the tempo, and, um, and that's just the first half. As yeah, said, those, the, those strings are, that's some of the soundtrack work, I think, coming around. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the strings, yeah, that sound cinematic. Well, the strings sound cinematic, and also there's, like, an electronic xylophone-ish sound bobbing around, plinking. Yeah. That reminds me of something off Gone Girl. So many hidden treasures in the background music. I yeah. think this song really combines some of their soundtrack stuff and some of their downward spiral, even with teeth stuff, that I'll get to in a second. It's just a mishmash of everything I love about Nine Inch Nails right. in one song. Uh, so, there, yeah, there's, there's secret lyrics to the song, also embedded lyrics, that are crazy. The floating shadow of thought... All the dead smell of perfume whispers. Secret surges, maybe I will just stay awake. <laughs> Red swine eyelids. You shut up. You saw him too. You see the curse of the mirror. <laughs> it's the shit mirror. Interesting, the shit mirror. Yeah. yeah. They reference a mirror uh, twice on this EP. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. It makes sense, like, you know. But when you look through the mirror, that's when you see the background world. That's right. That's, that's right. true. And um, if you if you could see inside, if you were here to see, my dreams are showing through. Maybe this is what it appears to be. I mean, I think it's like, uh, and then the, when he starts screaming, like, you know, do you really? What is it? Do you really want to? Is that it? Uh, no, are you sure? Are you sure? Is this what you want? This is what you want? Yeah, it's basically like, okay, if you're gonna take the what is it, the red pill? <laughs> well, no, the way I see that is, um, we'll get to Mark in a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Back when we had the guest on where I just talked to Mike, a fan of the show, Mike yeah. Spriegel, um, we specifically talked about this song and how we think when they are saying, are you sure this is what you want, where it's layered over a very closer sounding beat. Yeah. He's almost saying, like, you want more of the same? That's what I think. Musically. He's okay. saying, are you sure you want more of the same? Because then the last seven minutes of the song or a loop that just eats itself into oblivion and, and just destroys itself. Right. And that's why I think he's like, here, let's just play out the same thing over and over again and see what happens. So I, I, I think metatextually, maybe that are, you, that are you sure this is what you want might be saying, here in this brand new era of Nine Snails where I'm writing all these wackadoodle songs on these EPs, we could just do the same old shit. It would kind of sound like this. But this version of what you're listening to sounds like something great. Right. And I, I mean, I think it's just that question is like, all right, well, if you're, you know, do you really want the real world? Like, you know, if you're now, if you're aware, that's why I think it plays in the last song. Like, now you're aware, do you really want it? And then I think that meta, meta wise, that works with what you're saying too. And then the the looping 
song, and it doesn't loop. It doesn't loop seamlessly. Every no. time it loops a half it, beat earlier than before. If it loops seamlessly, it'd be way. That's why I, I appreciate that it 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 stutter steps. It do, well, yeah, it's like a, like a half beat before the last one ended. This one ends, and then it, so it's like it's jarring. You can't just nod your head to it for eleven minutes. Yes, but it, I almost listen to it all the way through every time. Yeah, I just I just love it. I well, just, that, yeah, that repeating <laughs> loop is so damn catchy. It's hypnotic. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is very and hypnotic. It gets more and more destroyed and 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 distorted out as it goes. You know, as he's saying, like you know, the dream world or the background world bleeding through. Maybe that's how you it, can it say just it. it takes me back to remember that, uh, and we'll get to Mark in a second. Like I'm saying. Oh uh, no no no! That's no fine, yeah. Remember that um. Remember the the Neurosis album, uh, the Time of Beasts. Oh yeah, and then yes. the end of that track, I believe, on that album, it's either either Enemy of the Sun or Souls of Zero has this track that ends in just a didgeridoo that goes on forever. Yeah, and I, I love think, it. Isn't that off of Times of Grace? No, or, no, it's, it's not. It's okay. definitely one of those two that predated. Okay, it's either Souls of Zero or uh, Enemy of the Sun. Okay. Either way, though, this just takes me back there, where I'm like, I'll listen to this didgeridoo. This loop, I'm digging it. Yeah, you know, because there's still a groove to be found in yeah, that yeah. all that noise and dissonance. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Mark, how do you feel about this track? I absolutely fucking love this song. Yeah, it it is amazing. It is a triumph on all levels, uh, both in uh, vocals, lyrics, and sound. I think it's a home run in every sense of the word. Uh, one particular stanza that always really sticks with me is right before it goes into the second part of the song where the beat sort of drops and it goes into Are You Sure This Is What You Want, which is that closer um, callback that Steve was talking about. got to be on purpose, I tell you. It has to be on purpose. There's no way you do that by accident. Um, but the world is bleeding out, folds itself in two. Behind the background world, it's always bleeding through. Now, what's I cool about that... fucking love that. That part is great because, A, again, I think that calls back... To definitely with teeth beside you in time, yep. bleed bleed through. Yep. But also the vocal effect there is similar to, is it beside you in time, where they do that vocal effect where they kind of pull it to the front. That's oh, right. That's right there, exactly that vocal effect is the same. Oh, right, 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 right where it belongs. Right where it belongs. No, it is right where it belongs. Um, what I'm thinking but of. But that lyric of bleeding through is from beside you in time. The lyric is yeah. from beside you in time, but the yeah. vocal effect well, is right where it belongs. Plus, right where it belongs has all these themes in it as well, as far as like, what if what you thought was real isn't, or whatever you said. Yeah, yeah. what yeah. side of the cage yeah. are you really yeah, yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. I definitely got back to that sort of uh, frame of mind, uh, but uh, man, this song is a triumph. I, yeah. I love it. This song kind of, I think it does for me, is it reminds me of why I like the Downward Spiral so much. Even beyond the closer part, yeah, there are. There's a, the grand piano, boom, boom. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh yeah. Sounds like it's off closer. Yeah. That, there's also, that uh, that uh, that that part in between, right before the part, the yeah. stand, right, right before I the know. section that Mark likes. Yeah. There is 
on the album I can't tell what it is it sounds like a string section live Robin Fink just plays it yeah and he really gets into it and does some whammy work on it yeah um and it, it just it, it reminds me of the it takes me back to the it reminds me of it can a consolidated version of why I like the downward spiral yeah, and he's like I was saying, he was doing that oscillating synth bass that is was so prevalent in eighties and nineties industrial music, and then he did use on Downward Spiral on like on a Heresy. Um, so it's it, he hasn't used it very much synth, and, and and that's mostly on the first half of the song, but it sounds great. Second half of the song, it's more of a driving bass tune. So that that segment where this the first portion starts to get to the second one, yeah, and things start kind of coalescing, like. The the xylophone uh, electronic plink starts kind of getting a little bit more skittery, and there's this wobbly bass that goes blah 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 blah. Yeah, bah. I think that's the part I'm talking. Yeah, about. and yeah. that just every time I hear it and it gets a little bit more in your face, it just makes me be like, oh, that gives yeah. me the chills. Yeah, yeah. I uh, and then and then it just stops and then are you sure? And then just the beat goes. Yeah, so fucking yeah. great. It's uh, I mean, um. This song can be really catchy. I mean, like you said, you can see walk down the street with it, you know, really grooving along. Um, but then it, uh, you got seven minutes of just that loop that just kind of devolves into noise. Yeah. And if it, like the melody and there is a there is a there are secret melodies to this album that I love, like. Exactly. You sit there listening to ten minutes of or whatever. It actually ends up being more like seven or it's like seven and a half, yeah, of that. But the but it's such a earworm melody that they've got going. And, and almost every song on this, the sense of melody is is amazing. No, there's and, a very dirty melody to yeah, the song yeah. that it goes underneath a lot of it. Yeah, you could say it's in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This song is 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 so good. And the uh, speaking of of secret sounds, you don't really hear. Uh, as as it gets into the, uh, are you sure this is what you want? As the so- as the song progresses, it starts to say, "As hard as you try not to see it." I know. I picked yeah. up on it like only but after. The if second you listen, listen hard, like you can hear it almost halfway through the song, mm. and very faintly they start saying, "As hard as you try, you, you try not to see it," and it just gets louder and louder and louder if you listen to it. And you can go back and hear it way earlier than you think you can actually hear it. Wow, that's it's wild. there. Yeah. It's crazy. And that that goes, yeah, that goes back to like that whole mental gymnastics of making reality what you want, what makes you feel good about it, like you know your part, your your complicity in it, or or whatever. Um, that's a great line. And yeah, the, the song starts out as kind of a melodic, just not definite, not a ballad, but just slower paced melodic yeah. thing. And then it just it, it it flips a switch, it adds violence, and it gets this grindy yeah. procedure through introspection of uh, fuck. I don't know what I want. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. so well. Good. You know, being living an honest life, being honest with yourself, and uh, that's hard work. It's very hard work. A floating shadow of thought. <laughs> yeah, those um, are those were printed in the physical component. I was glad yeah. they played this when we saw them. Yeah, you know, very excited. Yeah. They don't do the degradation trip, if you will. No, <laughs> uh, they don't. Live. It'd be a little bit much. I, I do want to point out though, that when you do see them, one of, the, it, one of my favorite aspects of Nine Snails Live is whenever Trent Redner does the first half of a song and then he steps back and plays into a new keyboard. Yeah. And he does that on this track. Oh, yeah. The, during the second part, the Are You Sure This Is What You Want? He steps back and he starts, you yeah. know, Cause they can all This do that, is yeah. what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's good. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, Robin Fink really does some uh he tries to bring as much of the stuff in the studio that you can live just on the guitar right. for this track. 
um, home run. Uh, if I could, I could weaponize this song. I could somehow turn it into world peace. If I could turn the song into a drug, I'd be a junkie. It's uh, yeah. I love the song to pieces. Yeah, it is definitely. Yeah. I'll be interested to see on our final episode where this would potentially rank. It, it's cre- it's up there somewhere for me, probably. Yeah, yeah. and I that's going to be pretty difficult for me to. It, I've already kind of gone through my rankings for albums, but I haven't really picked out my top nine um, songs. Yeah. Well, like I said in the last show, actually, there's another song in these out. Like, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Dear not Dear World, a game uh, Idea of You, Idea of You. Yeah. And then this is in there. That's already two Regency. Right. Is that Regency yeah. bias or are those songs really good? Yeah. I have some things to think about. Yeah. This song might actually be that good. Ugh, yeah. Well, there it is. There's yeah. Ad Violence, folks. Um, so let's uh, let's go around the horn and hear some rankings. Like, what do you got out of think, nine nails? What I give the last one? An eight? <laughs> I just think so. I, yeah. give this, I give this eight five. Out I have to like give this like eight, eight point, point five. Yeah. Eight point five out of nine. Eight point nine seven. It's, it's really close. It's one sleeper. I know it's only got five songs, but if you want to go for like pound for pound, yeah, out of you know, uh, alcohol per volume content, yeah, it's a really good record. It's I, I, honestly, highly concentrated. What, yeah. they're, what they're trying to accomplish on this, they do, and 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 not not anymore is not a bad song. It's not worth dropping him down a whole point. Uh, you know, it's just uh, just keeps it just barely, just barely from being. You know. Yeah, I think it, it reminds me a lot of older Nine Inch Nails work. So, like, in between the first and the last track, I think I really appreciate that, actually. The first and the last track, in different ways, are throwbacks to older works. The first track, especially. The last track, in bits and pieces. And still, the end of the last track is a, a, like a, noise, a Merzbow song. Yeah. You know, it's still, <laughs> that's still something new for them. Yep. But then sandwiched in between it is three newish things. Yeah. yeah. But they're not... Two of those tracks are not wild noise news things. They're... They have melody and, you know, right. yeah, they have the noise of not the actual events, but way more. Melody. Sometimes I think when Trent Reznor says he wants to do something new, I think he just wants to do something unfinished. It yeah. sounds kind of rude, but <laughs> like the, the fourth track in this song, that's that, that, that reminds me of something just, well, I guess it slips a decade old now. Yeah. But <laughs> so, sometimes I feel like he just gets in the studio and he's like, ah, that's good enough. And uh, that's that, that fourth track to me. Yeah. And maybe parts of the next one. I can't, I don't know. Bad Witch, I'm really have to think about. Well, yeah, I'm excited to get into the discussion on Bad Witch to yeah. see where we all land on that one. I think um, I like Bad, I think I like Bad Witch more than I think I like Bad Witch. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah. I kind of am in that same ballpark right now. Yeah. Like if um, I sit down and I'm like, all right, I'm going to focus on you, I'll probably like it more than I do. Yeah. And I don't dislike it. God, no. Right. But, and I need to uh, give it some more. Uh, yeah, thoughtful introspection. But yeah, we won't really get into Bad Witch right now. But Mark, what was your rating? I would say eight point seven five. I mean, like Talk you're there, right man. because uh, I didn't want to dock it a full full point five because there are elements of not anymore that yeah, work for me. Yeah. But uh, the whole song that's the Isn't piece there something that makes to be, it flawless. There's something to be said for finishing this strong. Yeah, I, the yeah. fact that we're yeah. all giving them even higher than eight for this for this EP is, yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. The, the, the last track brings the law of averages up. But uh, did I think, you like this one more than not the actual events, or are you pretty much tied? No, this is my favorite. I like, this, I like it more. I think it's this better. is your this favorite is, EP. This is my favorite one, one by Country Control Mile. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know about I don't I, I don't know about more or less than Bad Witch, but I think it's a better better than not the actual events. Well, it's just it's the most listenable for yeah. me, and I think that I'm old and cranky, and sometimes I just don't want to work. Yeah, you know? this is easy easy drinking. Yeah, easy right? drinking. 
Yeah. So uh, what's I think are we all in agreement that that uh, background world is the best song on it? Oh, I I kind of think so. Yeah, I think background world would be my favorite yeah. track off this one. This and then isn't probably the place, less than this isn't the place hits me on a more emotional level than background world. But um, but background world background song. world when you add all the pieces together is the best song for I think intent and then some of the th- the choices they make are just awesome. But less than is the best song on the album. It's a, it's a banger. Yeah, it's the, it's less the, than is yeah the one than, that's, that's you want to show your friends and family. Exactly, yeah. you can put it on a party mix, but you could also drive really fast in your yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. You know, you Background probably, rolled is for like you want to see some serious shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Less, less than is the uh, the matinee crowd pleaser, and background world's the art art house film. It's uh, yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, I like to imagine Mark. Call the neighborhood kids over. Okay, let's see some serious. Yeah, you want yeah. <laughs> well, when this baby hits eighty-eight miles per hour. <laughs> oh. All right. So hey, there was a little uh, per- peripheral stuff. The only one thing actually. So previous collaborator Todd Rundgren uh, released an album uh, in this year, and he the album was called. Hold on a second. Wait for it. The album was called Quite Night, and he had a lot of collaborators on this. But uh, he had Trent Atticus come on, and they actually they actually recorded 14, 14 little tunes um, uh, for him, and he picked one for the song Deaf Ears, and they recorded it. And uh, Todd Rundgren sings on it, and the music's undeniably Trent Atticus. Did you say they recorded 14 songs together? Yeah, no, he made Trent Atticus made 14 little skeleton songs okay. for Todd to build on. He picked one. And it's the song Deaf Ears. Mm. I have not pretty, listened to it. I mean, it's either. a cool song. Uh, let's actually, listen, let's listen, listen to, to a little bit of it right now. Yeah. The dark as far as eyes can see the dark as far as We've reached the end of history Here come the ashes Raining ashes It's raining ashes Interesting. <laughs> um, it's got like that muted underwater piano thing. It's got the 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 um, staggered drums, and it's got uh, Todd Rummer, you know, doing a pretty decent little singing thing. I don't like it when he says that we're reenacting the Hunger Games. Just too much of a pop culture thing. But I know what he's saying. The song, the actually, the album's pretty anti. Does he actually say that? Yeah, the song's pretty anti. He says though. we're reenacting the Hunger Games. He does. That's the lyric. That is a lyric in it. It's very on the nose. Yeah. And it's an anti-Trump album in general. Um, But I guess... That's that's played out. I want a pro-Trump album. (laughs) As uh, actually... Were we talking about this? That uh, We were talking a little bit about that Trent must have been a fan. And yeah, I guess he said that that Trent says he listens to this one Todd Rundgren song, some wizard. 
like uh, the Wizard by Black Sabbath. No, where is where is? I would it? love to hear Nash Nails cover Black Sabbath. Right. Um, Have you not heard the song Supernaut? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> thank you. It's late. It is late. It's called A Wizard and a True Star, and Trent listens to that song once a month. And I guess way back at Woodstock '94. Uh, Nine Inch Nails was the only artist that Todd Rundgren wanted to see, and he loved him. So they played there together. So do, anyways, you, do you guys listen to one song? Is there any song you listen to once a month that you can think of? Once a month? Yeah, I mean, Probably. For, Probably. for Mark, it's Bullet the Blue Sky. We know oh, that. of course. I mean, uh, <laughs> if anything, any uh, Pride in the Name of Love or, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bullet the Blue Sky. Um, but Mind anyways, okay, so they made that song, and then uh, there's a Nine Inch Nails remix of that song, which is the same song less email more driving beat so anyways, sorry that's that's the song Death Ears there. and I think Mark's it's Dick a, Tracy watch is going off not a bad song and I wouldn't would not dissuade anybody from checking it out it's cool alright well that's that violence there's not a lot of controversy tonight no uh no hard stairs across the uh, the basement that's right no apology texts the next morning yeah. Except uh, that I broke your dog's feeding dish. Right? Well, there it is, folks. So, yeah, here, here's the. Uh, so, Eric broke my dog's uh, feeding dish. Um, so, we're going to have to get that Patreon going, guys, to uh, cover the cost of having Eric in my house. <laughs> the, the mental scars will still be there for all of us. Steve but. is on a path to monetize this thing like you wouldn't <laughs> believe, and it may just happen. If you, if, you guys, if you guys think you're getting season two for free, you know. <laughs> Got another thing coming. Oh, there goes the situation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to find ourselves on InfoWars. The Blaze. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Uh, the next next episode. We'll be joined by our special guest, Gavin McGinnis. Uh, (laughs) No, Gavin McGinnis. Again, I have to keep telling everyone he's not a friend of the show. But... (laughs) But I did find a photo of a cat that looked like him this week, and I sent it to Mark, and he laughed. <laughs> oh, it was highlight of the week so that far. That man does look like an angry, hairless cat. <laughs> um, so next time, it's going to be Bad Witch. Don't forget to call into that phone number if you want to uh, share share any thoughts that you want. If you have any um, stories about your friends breaking your dog dishes, I'd love to hear them. And uh, Ad Violence was very good. Ad Violence was great. So, Steve... Nailed it. Said it. We're doing Bad Witch next. Uh, Eric, any closing thoughts? Nope. That was yeah, that was that was great. It's, it's always nice when we can get along. Alright, join us uh, on Facebook where these guys will post some fun stuff and Instagram and maybe even Twitter. Two maybe. episodes left. Keep your eyes on Reddit. These guys are starting to do some fun things on there as well. Um, and uh, two episodes left and then you'll never hear us again talk about Nine Inch Nails. Um, but then... If we were to talk about anything else, what would we talk about? Um, Probably... Uh, Battlestar Bo- Galactica. The Boondock Saints. Leonard Skinner. Well, we'll have to figure something out. Boondock right. Saints. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> the Troy <laughs> Duffy Chronicles. Oh, scene by scene. One episode for one... What episode. would You know what? What would be more painful? To go through the entire Boondock Saints one time through, scene by scene... Or to watch all of The Walking Dead once. I feel like the former might turn you into a white nationalist. 
All right. Well, we did it, folks. We talked about ad violence. Join us next time when we talk about Bad Witch, and we hope that you, we brought you closer to Pod. <laughs>